The Right to Work From The Shadow on the Dial and Other Essays by Ambrose Bierce This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by Dale Grothman The Right to Work by Ambrose Bierce All kinds of relief, charitable and other, doubtless tend to perpetuation of pauperism, inasmuch as paupers are thereby kept alive, and living paupers unquestionably propagate their unthrifty kind more abundantly than dead ones. It is not true, though, that relief interferes with nature's beneficial law of survival of the fittest, for the power to excite sympathy and obtain relief is a kind of fitness. I am still a devotee of the homely primitive doctrine that mischance, disability, or even unthrift is not a capital crime justly and profitably punishable by starvation. I still regard the Good Samaritan with a certain toleration, and Jesus Christ's tenderness to the poor as something more than a policy of obstruction. If no such thing as an almshouse, a hospital, an asylum, or any one of the many public establishments for relief of the unfortunate were known, the proposal to found one would indubitably evoke from thousands of throats notes of deprecation and predictions of disaster. It would be called socialism of the radical and dangerous kind, of a kind to menace the stability of government and undermine the very foundations of organized society. Yet, who is more truly unfortunate than an able-bodied man out of work through no delinquency of will and no default of effort? Is hunger to him and his less poignant than to the feeble in body and mind who we support for nothing in almshouse and asylum? Are cold and exposure less disagreeable to him than to them? Is not his claim to the right to live as valid as theirs, if backed by the will to pay for life with work. And in denial of his claim is there not latent a far greater peril to society than in hairs in denial of theirs? So unfortunate and dangerous a creature as a man willing to work, yet having no work to do, should be unknown outside the literature of satire. Doubtless there would be enormous difficulties in devising a practicable and beneficent system, and doubtless the reform, like all permanent and salutary reforms, will have to grow. The growth, naturally, will be delayed by opposition from the workmen themselves, precisely as they oppose prison labor from ignorance that labor makes labor. It matters not that nine in ten of all our tramps and vagrants are such from choice, and irreclaimable degenerates into the bargain, so long as one worthy man is out of employment and unable to obtain it, our duty is to provide it by law. Nay, so long as industrial conditions are such that so pathetic a phenomenon is possible, we have not the moral right to disregard that possibility. 
the right to employment being the right to life its denial is homicide it should be needless to point out the advantages of its concession it would preserve the life and self-respect of him who is needy through misfortune and supply an infallible means of detection of his criminal imitator who could then be dealt with as he deserves without the lenity that finds justification in doubt and compassion it would diminish crime for an empty stomach has no morals with a wage rate lower than the commercial it would disturb no private industry by luring away their workmen and with nothing made to sell there would be no competition with private products properly directed it would give us highways bridges and embankments which we shall not otherwise have it is difficult to say if our laws relating to vagrancy and vagrants are more cruel or more absurd if not so atrocious they would evoke laughter if less ridiculous we should read them with indignation here is an imaginary conversation the law it is forbidden for you to rob it is forbidden to you to steal it is forbidden to you to beg the vagrant being without money and denied employment i am compelled to obtain food shelter and clothing in one of these ways else i shall be hungry and cold the law that is no affair of mine yet i am considerate you are permitted to be as hungry as you like and as cold as may suit you the vagrant hungry yes and many thanks to you but if i go naked i am arrested for indecent exposure you require me to wear clothing the law you'll admit that you need it the vagrant but not that you provide a way for me to get it no one will give me shelter at night you forbid me to sleep in a straw stack the law ungrateful man we provide a cell the vagrant even when i obey you starving all day and freezing all night and holding my tongue with both hands i am liable to arrest for being without visible means of support the law a most reprehensible condition the vagrant one thing has been overlooked a legal punishment for begging for work the law true i am not perfect the end of the right to work by ambrose bierce